Hey there, I'm Jen Therian, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a former nine to fiver that dove into entrepreneurship eight years ago with zero business experience. I'm a wife, mama of two young girls, boutique owner, jewelry designer, and now the proud owner and coach leading Goldie Links Permanent Jewelry. I have a passion to empower fellow business babes. This podcast is made to equip you with everything you need to succeed, from actionable marketing steps to digging deep on your mindset. I know firsthand the heart, hard work, and let's be real, at times a struggle that makes up this amazing journey. You want to know what has enabled me to shine the brightest? Coaching plus community. Here at Goldie Links, we share openly, educate, and lift each other up. Expect to get linked with fellow PJ owners that will do just that, sprinkled with plenty of fun along the way. Competition is an old school thought and connection is the way. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome to the Goldie Links podcast. Hey there, this is Jen Therian. I'm making the first episode, just a quick episode about me. I would love to let you know who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, what my intentions are. I feel it's important. And honestly, if you can see me right now, and maybe you can if I'm putting this on YouTube, I'm literally sitting on my couch and just comfy. I want to make this where I'm talking to a friend because that's really how I see you guys. <laughs> so I know that at least for me, when I go to, I always want to know who's behind the business. And I think that honestly with permanent jewelry, and I will talk about this a lot in podcast episodes, I think it is really important for people to know who you are and really kind of why you're doing this, right? So I want to do the same in this episode. So where to start is, I guess I can take it back to, I grew up in around Detroit, Michigan, just north of Detroit. And I think growing up, I've always felt like I was always passionate. I was always a creative child. I always felt like I thought outside the box. I questioned things a lot. I always thought about what I want to do with my life. I always wanted to be creative and exciting, and I got bored really easily. Um, I also felt like I really didn't belong. I had this always sense of I was just different. And I don't know if other people feel this way, but I I felt a lot of times it was in a negative way. And I definitely struggled a lot with my self-esteem. I always struggled with, to be honest, eating disorders and just disordered eating, body image issues. I never loved my appearance. I always felt I was always so focused. That's really a backdrop a lot of my life is really being concerned about fitting in, feeling good enough, and maybe a lot of you can relate, which is why I'm sharing all this and being pretty transparent with you, is that it does play into kind of what led me to be an entrepreneur and what I do now. I always just felt, again, I don't know, not good enough, felt kind of not smart enough. I didn't know where I fit in. I was constantly from as early as I can remember on random diets. And that was definitely from a diet culture back in that time where, gosh, cabbage soup diet and all these crazy Adkins came on the scene and like all these crazy, like, you know, everything that was non-fat. And I remember just soaking my butter. Remember the butter spray? If you're old enough to know this, the butter spray that you would put on, like I'd make popcorn and just like spray it and douse it with the butter spray because sprays only had like one calorie or something crazy. So again, that's just kind of why I mentioned that is just kind of gives paints you a picture of where and who I am, honestly, and where I kind of come from with struggling with that. And it plays into the decisions I made, honestly, and how entrepreneurship, honestly, since I dove into that, has really just strengthened me, is like been the biggest lesson in looking with, within myself, testing my self-worth. And it's just been 
an amazing journey. But so going back, I graduated high school. And honestly, too, I was that person who I was applying for all these colleges like across the country. And my parents were like, um, <laughs> because I wasn't a very like school focused person. I was a person who was always hands on. I was in dance when I was younger. Again, more of just a creative silly one, I guess you could say, right? And I never, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I knew, I, I remember looking into being a flight attendant because that was interesting to me to travel and it seemed glamorous. And then, you know, I was just looking into all these different things. I remember looking into even back in the day, like network marketing, really. I remember looking into Herbalife for a minute there and just kind of really dabbling in all these different things. And being, again, obsessed with my body and just, you know, I was always up and down with my weight. And throughout my life, I've lost and gained a hundred pounds many times. So this was a period of my life where I was really into fitness and I was taking diet pills like crazy. This is kind of when I graduated high school, 18, 19 years old. And I thought to myself, I'll get into, you know, I'm interested in the body. So I did go to a one year. I stay, end up staying home with my parents. I went to Oakland University, which is not far from my parents' house. I took some standard classes, the general classes. And I really thought at that point I was going to go into exercise science, which it was called. And I just was not. I just knew that school environment, I just struggle. I struggle so bad. And honestly, as an adult now, you know, I've never really have been diagnosed. Or I just know that for myself, if you know anything about the Enneagram numbers, I'm a total Enneagram 7. I am very much like multi-passionate. I get bored easily. I love to just stay busy. And it can be a strength and a weakness, that's for sure. But I just felt that like I, I was always a doer. I had a really hard time sitting and studying. That was just not my jam. So I would go to these classes and I would just feel very much like I didn't, I just couldn't comprehend what was happening. My mind would always be traveling and daydreaming and thinking about different things. And I, I just feel like I always knew I wanted to be independent. Like I want to do something exciting and something that just meant more than being at a desk for me, you know, just kind of like felt, I always knew that I wanted to do something that really for me filled my cup. And it meant something to me and had a great purpose. And so I found massage therapy. Somehow I came across, I think, something in a publication, a magazine. I don't even remember. And I was like, okay, this has to do with the body. It's hands-on. This seems to be kind of more my speed, right? So I literally just, like I do most things that I feel has always served me as I followed my gut from a very... I don't really analyze things very much. I see it. I'm like, yes, this is interesting. Yes, this checks these boxes of what I want and I have been looking for. And so sure, sign me up. So I went to a massage school and I wasn't, I, I ended up going halfway through the one year course and I just wasn't feeling it also. Like I just felt like I wasn't getting the education I wanted. There was something missing. So I remember stopping that. And again, this is so, so fuzzy now looking back, you know, trying to like kind of fill in the blanks and look back at these like details. But I did stop that schooling and then I'm going to a college. There was a college around there that was just introduced massage therapy. And I was like, okay, I kind of like that where there's like different courses and it feels more in depth. Like I felt like I honestly am somebody who I don't like to half-ass anything. And that would think was from the very beginning where I felt like if I graduate this massage school, I honestly don't feel like I'm fully prepared to do massage therapy. So I ended up going to this college and I ended up graduating again. During that time, I really, I feel like struggled with myself. I, I felt like it was a lot of, again, imposter syndrome, even at that time, feeling like, who am I? Am I, do I really want to do this? I was always questioning things a little bit. I remember taking a little break as well, and I really connected with my instructor, and she was an amazing instructor. She talked a lot about intention, which I still take with me to everything I say today. What's your intention behind doing things? And I feel like if that that was honestly one of my biggest lessons that I took away from being in her class. 
gosh, she was such an amazing, uh, you know how teachers sometimes impact you in the most beautiful way. She was one of them, Patty. She was, she was just great. Like she, I just feel like she saw me and she, she just had such amazing wisdom to share. So anyway, I, I remember taking a break from that school and coming back and finally finishing my associate's degree, basically in massage therapy. And I did get one job, I believe doing in, in a spa in Michigan. And I just knew that like, I can't make this a career if I stay here. And I remember being there in the break room at the spa I worked at, I believe it's called Sandalwood. It's like funny, I can't remember the name. But and at the time too, I was still I was also just in and out of being again, like working out and kind of getting in and out of like, I would get obsessed and I would work out and I would lose all this weight and I would, and then it would be the opposite where I would start binge eating and I would gain all the weight back. And like, so again, during one of these cycles, I was working at a gym and I was working in the childcare center and also just to supplement because I wasn't really making enough money, even though I was still living with my parents, obviously. I mean, it was pretty, I mean, I guess I probably only was 19 or 20 and I was supplementing my income by, of course, working at the childcare center in the gym. And I realized I, I was in the break room and I was going through a massage therapy magazine or something. And there was an ad for Bellagio in Vegas that they were hiring because they were opening a new leg or a new tower and a new spa and all the things. And I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. My aunt, uncle still actually live in the area, but they and my cousin at the time lived in Vegas. And I was like, yeah, like I, I should, I should do this. So I, I remember going out there for, and I booked a flight and I went there for an interview. And at the time you would go to these rooms and it would be all on the, like the computer, they have computers set up and you would just apply on their computer. And I remember this guy like kind of taking me aside and being like, are you really serious about moving here and working? And I'm like, yes, of course. And he's like, well, you kind of have to live here. And if you're going to get a job, like you can't have a Michigan address and just, you know, so I had gone out there in November and I decided to move out there. I moved out there December 5th, like literally a few weeks later, I just, I kind of almost last minute telling my parents that I was moving. <laughs> and because I knew that I wasn't probably going to get the best reaction from them, like, Hey, I'm moving to Vegas, you know, being a 20 year old or whatever. They were like, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, for me, of course, I've never been a Vegas girl. That wasn't even on my mind. Be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to Vegas and party. That was never like, never on my mind. It was like, I'm going to go. And I was just imagining getting this really great career. I was like, I'm going to work and it's just going to be amazing. And in my mind to make myself take this leap, I thought I'll move out there for a year. I'll save some money and I'll move back. Like I never thought I would stay in Vegas. Right. So I, I kind of also was going through a really rough period with the relationship I was in. I'm not going to go into detail, but it wasn't a very healthy situation. So I, I moved to Vegas and I live with my aunt and uncle. And I end up getting a job actually, like literally that month, I just, I just pounded pavement. I, I walked into spas, I applied everywhere and I got a job at an MGM hotel and the Vegas Strip. And I started by the time everything was said and done. My first day was the beginning of February. And I remember my then boyfriend back and forth, he ended up like kind of quote unquote following me out to Vegas. And <laughs> we ended up getting an apartment together and living together. And that relationship lasted barely a year. And so that was just a big, uh, and also it was nice. I had him, but I really didn't have anyone else. And especially when we we separated, I end up going on, this is the time, roommates.com. <laughs> and 
finding two girls to live with and who I still talk with to this day. But I, so I, so I lived with them. And also at this time, I'm like lonely. I don't know many people. Yes, I'm meeting people with my job, but it's very much, I was craving something else. I was craving creativity. Like I said, I've always been creative. I've always dabbled in things and I've always been interested in jewelry. So this is back when there was jewelry, literally jewelry stores, right? <laughs> a beading, I should say bead stores, bead stores. And I started just signing up for random classes, like these beading classes. Like honestly, I'm in classes with like women that are retired that are just doing this for fun. And I am like 21, 22 years old taking these classes. And I really just fell in love with wire wrapping. And I kind of developed, I found the, you know, just the basics. And I took it from there and I started creating my own designs and slowly Oh my gosh, my apartment. Actually at the time, so this was when I was still with with my ex because we were in the apartment. I remember because he would get so upset because I'd be like beating on the couch. Like there was really nowhere else to go. It was a one bedroom apartment, of course, super tiny. And he would be like sitting on beads all the time. They'd be in the couch. He'd be stepping on them on the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, it literally turned into like the living room slash craft room because I start slowly as of course I am. I get obsessed with something and it just like really like just lit me up. It gave me something to look forward to. I was kind of in this icky relationship. I was lonely. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get into beading. So I slowly started having those bead containers that are like piling up in our corner of our living room, you know, and just keep growing with it, trying different wires, like just going, going nuts with it. And I loved it. Like I loved it. And it was shortly after, I mean, Etsy was a pretty brand new, I think thing, unless I started posting on, you know, Etsy and selling things here and there way in the beginning. And then again, you know, just obviously life goes on. We broke up. I, like I said, I moved in with a couple girls. I still did on the side. It was always, always something I did. It always kept me uh, like my head above water, you know, with different phases of my life. And then a couple years later, I met another, you know, man. And of course that was not also a healthy relationship <laughs> as we do. I don't know, at least my experience in my twenties. So again, but throughout this whole process, I mean, I kept working as a massage therapist. I was in the same hotel the whole time I lived in Vegas. I was in this other like second crappy relationship, but through it all, like like jewelry making just kept me going. It was great because I was in Vegas. So I could go to the gem shows and I would just, I, you know, again, my inventory kept growing and literally every time I moved, because I moved so many times, I then had a different roommate. And then, you know, we moved. And I mean, I think I counted, I moved maybe 11 times in eight years when I lived in Vegas. It was like, I was always moving this inventory of like, that kept growing and growing of my jewelry making. And again, I would be on and off Etsy. I would make things for, you know, family, especially like bridal parties and things that would come up. People would reach out to me to make something. And then fast forward, my second relationship, of the course, didn't last. And always jewelry making, keeping me afloat. I think I was single for a while. And then I met my now husband. And it was to a point where I, and through keep this in mind, like my 20s, which I don't know if other people can relate, whether it's your 20s or parts of your life where you're really just trying to figure yourself out. And I think I've always considered myself being a late bloomer with a lot of things. And it was difficult. I look back and even the relationships I was in, I was very codependent. I didn't think much of myself. Like, it, I was very, again, I mean, I can name times where when I met my second relationship when I was 24, maybe, I mean, I can even like think of times in my life where I, I know what period that was by the, what a weight I was <laughs> and like where I was with myself. And honestly, when I met that particular, the second relationship, I was around like, I'd say 160, 170 in weight, right? And and again, this is numbers just to give you an idea. I mean, I don't, I honestly, I can go on a tangent about not weighing yourself because I don't weigh myself anymore. But 
just to give you an idea. So I started off that relationship at like 160. And then by timely, we broke up and, and kind of going up and down with those three years. But I mean, I was upwards towards like 270. You know what I mean? I had gained over a hundred pounds. Like, and it just kind of shows like kind of what state I was in with losing myself again, just feeling very much just the state I was in to give you an idea of this. You know, he was an addict. I was always trying to help him. I gave up my whole life to help him. I felt like that was my mission. I just forgot about myself. And again, through it all, though, there was always jewelry. It always was something that was near and dear. Anyway, towards the, that relationship, I finally made the decision to end it. I got healthy. I was getting healthy. I was focusing on myself. So amazingly, about a year later, when I was finally like, I don't need anybody. I'm so I'm, I feel good. I feel good about myself. I feel good in my skin. Then I met Jordan, which is my now husband. So we met at this hole in the wall bar <laughs> off of the Vegas Strip, and we met. And then I would say about, I mean, gosh, we moved in pretty close to about six months later. We moved in together, got our first baby, which was our dog, Brewski. And then I would say a little over a year after about a year and a half, we ended up moving to Colorado. I think the economy wasn't the greatest in Vegas anyway. Jordan was just graduating with his apprenticeship, um, plumbing and pipe fitting. And I was like, you know, I don't see myself forever being in Vegas. I never did. There were so many periods where I was trying to leave Vegas. And I just never did. So finally, we just made the decision to take the risk and we packed up without either one of us having, you know, secure jobs. And we moved to Denver. My cousin had moved here, the one that lived in Vegas, and I became close with. And then also I had a friend who was close to the time move here. So we had some people already and we just knew it was a great area. And I always enjoyed coming out here. So we moved here. And of course, I found a massage therapist therapy job right away. I was also at the end, keep in mind, I was running out of my love. I was like, for massage therapy, it was very monotonous and I was craving something more. And honestly, towards the end of even being in Vegas, I became a terrible employee. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was again, just, I wanted more and I was getting antsy and I was just bored. And I think when I get like that, I can get obnoxious. And <laughs> these are just truths about myself. I'm not proud of them, but they are truths. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur today. So I moved here and I thought, okay, well, if I maybe you'll like revive my love for it. If I work for a spa where I'm having regular customers and, and really, cause what I loved about massage therapy was the amazing chats and friends that I felt like I was meeting. Like granted, they weren't legit friends, but there were people I literally exchanged email or phone number with. And because you just, if you have this amazing conversation, you're alone in a room together, give, you know, giving them a massage for an hour, it's like you can get in these really great conversations and feel like you have some great connection. And that's what I loved about massage therapy, I have to say. So when I moved here, I was like, okay, well, I'll have these regular customers. Like maybe I'll fall in love with this all over again. And sure enough, that was like the case for maybe a month or two. And then I would get bored. And <laughs> so I, I got a job for somewhere and I kind of bounced around. You know, we were here for what, not even a few months though, I have to say why I dove into entrepreneurship. My friend Amy, who I previously knew, who moved here from Vegas as well, she was like, you have to see this place called The Barn. There's nothing like you've seen. It's like, it has all these small businesses under one roof. It's all like a lot of handmade, some vintage. It's so cool. I'm like, yeah, show me. So three months maybe after I moved here, she brought me there and I was like in awe. Okay, it's this old building, over 100 years old, so much charm, all these shops. It was just amazing. I never seen anything like it. Being this awesome dreamer herself, She's like, why don't we open a shop together? You can have your jewelry. And, and she loved to like repurpose furniture and vintage finds. She was really great at. She's like, why don't we do it? It's such a miracle. Like I look back and I'm like, it's such a miracle that we even got into this place. I mean, really there was kind of a more or less, you know, even because I'm currently there to this day, you know, there's more or less like a wait list or they kind of, you know, evaluate and see if you're a good fit at the time to be, you know, a shop that we kind of need at the time to, you know, fulfill a void we might have at the time. And we both had never been in business. 
Never. I mean, of course, I made jewelry. And like, again, I, I was on and off Etsy for years, but that's it, right? So, and so we approached the manager and we shared with her, we took pictures from Pinterest. We, we took screenshots from Pinterest of stuff we could make or like what we imagined it would be like. And it just happened to be that the person who had been there for a wash shop that had been there for quite a while that was very successful was moving out. And we approached her with being like, yes, we're like youthful. It's going to be like colorful, like all these kind of almost like a boho type feel. And so they, it kind of filled this void of this person happened to be that was moving out. And so she was like, sure. And we end up moving in within like a month or so after inquiring, literally such a miracle, kind of how we ended up there. We brought all these things we thought to our 250 square feet, I think it was at the time, maybe, maybe barely shop. And it looked empty. (laughs) We were like, we thought we had so many things. So we, there started my journey of entrepreneurship and that was nine years ago. And I knew nothing. I didn't know what wholesale even was. I didn't know. And granted, I had dreams of having my own boutique. I've always loved clothing. I loved pretty things. Again, I'm like, I, I mean, every place I would rent, I would I would paint the walls and spend way too much money redoing a space because I rented it. I would be there for literally a year and just waste, essentially waste all this money. But that's just who I am, right? I love, I love to like, love my environment. I love to decorate. So I always dreamed about having a boutique. I remember even, you know, if you've ever created a vision board, I created a vision board. I remember it was really almost, I think it was the last year that I lived in Vegas. And it might've been right before I met Jordan. I think it was because I met Jordan in April and I made one that January. And I actually had a a picture of a boutique, like a a couple of pictures of boutiques on my vision board. I just, I knew with my jewelry that I want, I was at getting to that point. I wanted it to be more than what it was. And so, yeah, it must've been my last couple of years, actually. So I met him that year. The next year, we, mo- we and Jordan moved into a house together. And that's actually when I first, I took my first online business course. It was actually B-School, my Marie Forleo. If you don't know her, you should. She has amazing things out there. B-School's been around for a long time. And that was actually the first course that I took. And so it was my first exposure to something like bigger, right? And so that was right the year we moved before we moved to Colorado. So here I am, fast forward, probably not even a year later, I'm opening this little boutique space with my friend Amy and just learning again, the ropes. And it was such a blessing to be under the roof of other small business owners because I got to learn from them. I was like, how do I even purchase wholesale? How does it work? I never even thought about it. How do people, how do shops buy things and then resell them? Like, you know, like I just went into it knowing that I was going to make everything because I was making jewelry. But then it also was a lesson in, at the time I was making very large statement things. Granted, that was more my Vegas style and the style that like, now I'm here in Colorado, right? So I feel like style is different, but also, you know, my style was changing and I, I was just offering all this like big, intricate wire wrap designs that were took me a long time to make, honestly. So the price tag of them had to be kind of high. And so then I, I started delving into like more simple designs that I can crank out faster and the price point not be as high and realizing, you know, again, having those different price points and how important that is and having things, you know, not the specialty things that not you're not going to sell every single day, right? So it was it was such a, I mean, really someone coming into having a shop that literally knowing zero was me zero. So three months into having this shop, Amy decided it wasn't the best you know, route for her. And so she decided to back out. And I was faced with the decision, like, do I also do that? But I mean, honestly, I caught the bug right away. I was like, I just see so many opportunity, so much. It just lit me up. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going for it, right? So took over the space. I made the floor gold glitter. That was my signature for a very long time. Gold glitter floor. I was very proud of it. <laughs> I used epoxy, like the like the stuff that you use for your like your garage, and you can like put like the specs on it. 
I did it with glitter and it was a glitter floor. Glitter was probably throughout the whole building. I'm sure everyone disliked me for a while, but that was what I did. I remember being there with my cousin helping me till two o'clock in the morning to glitter my floor. Amazing. So I did that and I just started growing. I just started, I really, I really also just, this is also a time I'm trying to find what my style is, trying to find out who I am. I think I was concerned with what was selling, of course, and what the trends were at the time. Granted, that farmhouse style was super in, kind of like vintage. And honestly, that's really not me. You know, I kind of, I dipped my toe into it being in a new place, Colorado versus Vegas. Okay, this is something fun and new, but it never was really me. I tried it for a while. I got tables made by someone, you know, locally that they were all like rustic wood tables. I got wood signs. And honestly, I didn't have a ton of money to like put into this. I made a lot of dumb business decisions because I knew nothing. And honestly, of course, it serves me now because I can speak to this and learn from them and pass it on. But really, like my first huge money mistake was after I took that online course, you know, with Marie, which had nothing to do with what she was teaching. But in my mind, I was like, okay, I want to go big with my at the time. I'm like, I'm going to go big with my jewelry business. I'm going to create jewelry. I'm going to wholesale it. It's going to be this big jewelry business. And really, I just thought I need this amazing website. I need an amazing website. I need an amazing logo. I spent way too much money creating a custom website, way too much time and money on a logo. And so if I were to advise anyone, you know, you know, it's like, make it simple. You can always improve it. Now I know there's much simpler ways with Shopify and, and even buying these pretty, you know, you can do a theme actually for free, but you can also get an even better theme for very low cost. So I know things have changed a little bit in that respect, but I could have started simple even back then. And I did not. I went right to spending like literally, I mean, I want to say, I don't know if I want to say, I think it was six grand which is crazy because I didn't come, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't. I think I cashed out my 401k that I had accrued and I used a lot of that money towards these these things I thought I needed to have a successful business. I thought you create an amazing website and they will come. That's kind of what my thought was. And it didn't happen. And things changed too. Like, I realized, you know, I, I built this amazing website for the jewelry, but then I opened this space and that kind of took over. And I was also, keep in mind, I was still working full-time as a massage therapist. And with the deal of being in this merchant market, I had to work so many days a month for, that's the part of the agreement of being a, a shop. So I was working four days a month on top of working my full-time and trying to make jewelry and supply and put things in the shop. So for the first year, it was really spotty. I mean, especially when I took it over by myself, I was being scrappy. I was like, that's also when painted furniture was really hot. So I would buy and I hated every second of it. I hate painting, not my jam. I would buy furniture from Goodwill, but I also had a friend who would help me at the time because she enjoyed it and I would pay her, but she would help me paint furniture. I got into string art. I would take, I find old wood and get signs and make, make signs out of them. I did the like string art for a while when that became kind of like trendy again. I, I got stencils and made just like signs with like sayings on them and quotes and words. And I just tried a bunch of different things just to put something in my shop. I spray painted stuff. I did go to Goodwill and got like a lot of the milk glass, just really cool like things I felt fit into my vibe, right? But it took a while. I was always looking around me in a structure like that where you're really kind of almost in a sense kind of competing with who you're, you know, we're all in the same building. We're all small businesses in one building. And I think I would get really caught up, especially when trends would come on and, and someone else would get the same thing I got. But vice versa, if I would see something selling, then I felt like, oh my gosh, I jump on this. You know, I kind of felt like I had to. So for a minute there, my shop was very hodgepodge. Like it was not, there was no look to it. Like it was like vintage pieces. And, and I remember uh, a shop owner kind of taking me aside and being like, you kind of really have to decide who you are. 
just because this is selling doesn't mean you get this, you know? And it was kind of this one when I, of course, when I, she told me that I was very defensive and it was like, oh no, I'm not doing that. But realizing, yes, I was, you know what I mean? I was seeing what was selling and I was just trying to then get that. But in this, it, that, that created this shop that didn't really make any sense. So there was a lot of learning in within that first few years, 2014, 2015, I got to a point where I had to leave my job. I had been transferring to different spas. Again, I became even a worst of employee because I was just so focused on my shop that I never really wanted to be there. I was just there because I had to make money. And honestly, there was a lead massage therapist at the last spa I was at. And honestly, now I, I'm grateful to her, but she kind of almost pushed me out the door. She under, she could see I was not dedicated. I really didn't want to be there. And even though I had, honestly, a lot of repeat customers, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty good at massage therapy, you know? So, I mean, I had repeat customers. That was not a problem, but it was just the way I, I was, was there. It was probably like just the energy I brought to the place. I mean, it was just very evident that I wasn't, honestly, a great employee. And so she... She had approached me and said, you know, I actually want you to write to me why you want to work here and how dedicated you are to this this spa. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. <laughs> so I put my notice in because it just kind of spurred me to go out, and on, out the door. And in the end, it's like, I was honestly grateful for that. I think everything, of course, always happens for a reason, whether at the time you see it as quote unquote bad or good, right? So it was like, it led me out the door. Was I ready financially? No. I had clients I've established relationships with. So I did in-home massage for a, quite a while, probably a good year after I quit my job in mid-2015. I was having major anxiety. I've never had anxiety in my life. That's when I first experienced anxiety for real. I literally thought I was having a heart attack. I was actually setting up at a client's home. And I told her, I'm like, I'm having chest pains. And she's like, I'm not fooling around with that. Let's drive to the ER. And it's just crazy. When I look back at that time in my life, again, also speaking of my body image, weight, and all those things, issues, I was at my highest weight because I honestly just think it was... Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, but I do know once we moved to Colorado, it was a slippery slope. I just was like, I was kind of finding my way. And even though finding the shop and finding entrepreneurship was, I knew what I want to do, but I was so lost in it because I didn't have any guidance. Like I didn't have anyone to really, other than, of course, again, really grateful for the women that were under that same roof owning shops, but I didn't really have a quote unquote mentor or someone that really understood, or I, I knew I wanted to do this route and I knew that there was something there for me but I was so lost and I was so nervous. And I just was like, always like at that point, really stressed financially. And just, so again, this is when I like turned to food big time. So I wasn't healthy at all. And then that spurred me to honestly dive into my health after that was a big scare. So I was middle of 2015 doing in-home massage, trying to earn money. I did my first market at the, at the end of 2015. And I did ask my dad for some financial help. So he did give me a little chunk of money. I want to say it was $1,500, but that I literally put all that money into buying some clothing. Cause I, you know, I had started offering clothing in my space. And again, it started evolving of what I kind of imagined, you know, once Amy left and cause at first we didn't have any clothing. We had some, maybe, you know, clothing she found, you know, thrifting, but I, I ended up like finding wholesale clothing and kind of making it more boutique when I was really like stepping into what I wanted it to be. I did my first up market at the end of 2015. And the money I invested and put in and creating that clothing and just piled it with jewelry I made, I had a really great market. That was what set me to be like, okay, now I'm going to take all this money and I just kept putting it back into the business, putting it back into the business. 
And then I started growing. So like a good year and a half, I'd say, after I initially opened the doors to what it was, Love Harper was my, and funny, I have a daughter now, Harper. This is before I had Harper. So when people ask me what the name was, it actually became my alter ego. I felt like I've always loved the name Harper. I don't know if you know the artist, Ben Harper, the the music artist, but he is just, I found him when I was 19, 20. And I feel like I just, I fell in love with him. And I was like, one day I'm of a daughter or a dog named Harper. <laughs> just like, so when I first moved to Colorado, backstory real quick with Harper, I, Jen, my name obviously was very popular. And when people are calling for appointments and they're like, hey, you know, I want to you know, there was always a Jen also or a Jennifer with me doing massage therapy, you know, as a massage therapist in the same as the same facility. So both places I worked at had me choose a spa name because they're like, we have too many Jens. So I was like, I remember the first place I was like, I would like to be Harper or Dolly. And they're like, yeah, we'll do Harper. <laughs> so <laughs> I still have people I know from when I worked at these spas that call me Harper because they were, they literally thought, of course, that's my name. And so when they saw that I later maybe friend request someone in Facebook, they're like, oh my God, your name's not Harper. So anyway, Harper became kind of my alter ego. And so then when I thought of a name for my shop, once Amy left and we had this, we had this name together. And once she left, I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, so I thought love Harper. Cause that's like who, you know, signing a letter, love Harper and Harper is my alter ego. So th that's how that got created. But anyway, so 2016, after doing markets, putting more money into 2016, I opened a second location. 2017, I opened a third location. 2018, I opened my fourth location. Honestly, at that point, it was full steam ahead. Like anything that came up, I took it. I did these markets. I kept growing with the inventory I had. At one point, I wasn't a 10 by 10 anymore for markets. I was doing a 20 by 10. I was up to seven racks of clothes. I was making jewelry like crazy. I, you know, added little like part-time employees, like, you know, that would help me out here and there. I tried going online for a little bit. I would dabble online, then I would take it away. I was just like, that's a whole nother full-time job. And so these were all merchant markets, by the way. They a couple of them were inside malls where they were like stores that had again small business within the stores. And then the, the fourth spot was actually an old Bed Bath and Beyond. If you have seen a Bed Bath and Beyond that is two stories, it was an old one in a great part of Denver a really great part of Denver that has amazing things, very high end. And so we were like, all right, this is going to be amazing. Well, it was called The District. And it did. I rented the biggest space in there, of course. I always go big. I rented this huge space. And I, my gosh, I had like one, two, three, four, seven chandeliers alone hanging from the ceiling above my space of like this, you know, it literally was like my own little store within this huge building. And that lasted for a year. It did not do well. No, like did would not what we thought. But anyway, that was a period of my life. Again, a lot of lessons learned, but I was just like, had no idea. I didn't keep track of my numbers. I wasn't being smart about like what was selling. I was just buying, buying, buying. And granted, I was doing okay by all, by all, like if you saw from the outside, my numbers, like, yes, like I, I mean, 2017 was my best year. Oh my gosh, I killed it. The markets I did always did amazing. I mean, gosh, the best market I did, I made over 20 grand in one weekend. Like these are, it was a great time, but I wasn't being, I still wasn't aware. Like money was coming in so much and money was going out so easily. It was very much like not really keeping track of that. And us, honestly too, I always thought like, well, this is just going to keep continuing, right? Like when things were speeding up, I'm like, this is always just going to be the way it is, right? So I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And so, but then 2018, I feel like I also, I was pregnant. I got pregnant in early 2018. I had Harper in October of 2018. And of course, 
that changes a lot. As you know, if you're a mother, that changes a lot. And because I got to a point too with four locations, even before I had Harper, where I was like, I just felt like I was schlepping product. I didn't have enough time to actually sit down and create anything anymore. That's why I got into this. I'm like, I love creating. I wanted to create jewelry. I couldn't do that anymore. And so I was like, kind of just dabbling, like a course at home when I could, but not enough to like really sell in my shops like I wanted to. So I got to a point where I was just so busy, like supplying products to these locations and working my shifts when I could at the first location, the other locations I didn't need to work, but it was like then doing markets on top of that. You're always preparing for a market. And it was just, it took over. I mean, it was just, that's what, what I was doing was like, I felt like, again, I was kind of like schlepping product. So then I had Harper in the end of 18. And of course that changed things. My time changed, you know, like what I, how I really wanted to spend my time. I was like, is this really bringing me joy anymore? Like, you know, I just, I kind of, I kind of was like just full steam ahead for a few years. It was like anything offered to me, I would take it. And then I got to a point where I couldn't take everything anyway. I had a baby. And also I was just like, I was also just getting tired of it. I, I just didn't think for the amount of time I was putting into it, I wasn't getting again, I wasn't fulfilled, first of all, but also financially, I didn't feel like I feel like money would be so good. And then I would pay off all my credit cards. And then it would get to a point where I started like gradually putting things on my credit card again. And, you know, and so I just felt like there was something there where I felt like I wasn't getting honestly what I wanted, again, fulfillment wise, which is number one, but also just financial. I just felt like for the time of time I was spending on it, I felt like things could be different. And I, di- I didn't know what that was, but I also missed being creative. So I, I felt kind of lost in that, you know, and being a first time mom, the fourth location that we thought were going to be was going to be so amazing, shut down. Um, it lasted a year. So we moved out the middle of 19. And that's when I was really losing steam. I ended up being in markets that's holiday, but I was dreading every second of it. I did not want to do it. Not like I had approached them before. It really was an energy thing for me. I was just out of it. Like I did not, I didn't care. Like honestly, even if I made good money, it just, I didn't even care anymore. I just did not enjoy it. But then as we know, what's around the corner from 2019 is 2020. Hey, it's me. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Did you know you can have your own Goldie Links business? If you've been dreaming about having a successful permanent jewelry business, but you don't know where to start, or you have a permanent jewelry side hustle, and want to take it to the next level and be a part of something bigger, then I would love to connect. Just go to BeAGoldieGirl.com, submit your info, and we can see if this is a good fit for you. So it's BeAGoldieGirl.com, B-E-A-GoldieGirl.com. Now back to the show. Let's dive back in. I think I was talking about the early 2019 This is right before the pandemic. And I kind of was starting to reassess everything, being a somewhat new mother and really just reassessing what brought me joy and kind of like even in the financial spot I was in, like, okay. So I basically, I made the decision to stop using my credit cards. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this business and do what I can. I'm going to actually look at my numbers, see what's selling, see what's not, be smarter about things and just stop using my credit cards. And Really, too, because to not have that backup, knowing that I can just pop things on that card. You know, I'm, I'm like, the money I have is the money I can use. So that was a decision I made. But then here we are in March, the shop shuts down because of the pandemic. And at that point, I'd already made the decision. I should backtrack. I The district closed down the fourth location in 2019, but also that same year, I also made the decision to eliminate my third location. So actually, they kept moving us around the mall. So we were kind of you know low on the totem pole compared to big box stores. So they were moving us around. And actually, we got moved into an old Brookstone that we were renovating and I'm moving in my, you know, my, my boutique. And literally, I was due with Harper a little over a week from the time we were moving. 
My husband was at work. I knew I needed help. So I did hire someone to help me, but I was still moving a lot. Of course, I was carrying things. I was, and I swear I talk about this because the birth of Harper and how that led to it, my labor, that moving that shop led me into labor. There's no doubt about it. I left there knowing something was happening. And then my husband actually went hunting that weekend. And I didn't really, I wasn't having contractions yet, but I knew something was happening. If you've been there, you know, and things happen. And I just wasn't sure, you know, being my first and also too, this this stuff can happen. But yeah, you're not going to have a baby for another week. You just never know, right? So I'm like, it's fine. And then sure enough, while he's away in the mountains and it's our, it's the middle of October, which if you know, Colorado gets the most random early snows, late snows, it's random, right? So he's in the mountains. They're expecting a ton of snow. I keep asking him like, you're going to leave the next, you're going to leave tomorrow morning, right? You're going to leave tomorrow morning. This is Saturday. And he's like, why do you keep asking me this? I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to tell you I'm having contractions. <laughs> But they're only this many, um, you know, minutes apart. And I was keeping track in my phone. And he's like, oh, my God. So he freaks out. Of course, he starts packing up. He's driving in a snowstorm in the middle of the night. And by the time we end up, I contracted all day at home that day. And by the time we left for the hospital, when they were close enough, our doors were frozen shut. That's how much was half of the snow was happening. This was October 14th. And so anyway, total side note. But the point is, that's that shop sent me into labor. <laughs> When we were also going to be moved again, and this was actually, I would say, the spring of 2019, I decided to to eliminate that third location. I'm like, you know what? I'm just getting sick of being moved around. I think this is my time. I'm going to duck out for now. And then came the fourth location closing in June. And so again, I eliminated those two locations in 2019 alone. Then I knew the second location I moved into, I was I had already put my notice in. I was actually supposed to move out, but everything closed down and I couldn't. So February was actually my first, my last full month, February 19. So after that, I was down to my one original location at the barn. So pandemic happens. I'm pregnant with Goldie. I should mention that. I got pregnant with Goldie at the end of 2019. And so here I am pregnant. Our shop closes. It sends me a new tailspin because really at that time too, I was reassessing my shop and I actually started this whole remodel process. I was putting up walls. Where we were is two stories where the barn is. And I had a large location on the second floor. And then I had a small location on the first floor. So I was remodeling and I was adding walls and I was taking everything and moving everything in my shop. It was honestly a hot mess. And so I had started that process and then we shut down. So I was home with, obviously, I had no longer had childcare with with Harper at the time. I put her somewhere two days a week so I could do these things for my business. I no longer had that. I was home. I was hormonal. I was lonely. My husband actually through COVID was working like crazy. I, you know, I have no family support here. I felt like a single mom. It was just like this weird period too of me also trying to figure out like, you know, I just felt like it was such a transitional period. Being a new mom, having my second daughter, you know, kind of thinking what I want this shop to be. It was a lot of really like soul searching during this time. And to add a pandemic onto the mix and be pregnant and just be, I'm on periods of really bad anxiety when it came to getting COVID and these like horror stories and, you know, my baby and like, oh, oh my gosh, it was just such a roller coaster of emotions. And, but that's a time actually because I, downsize these shops, I was able to kind of focus on my handmade and got really get creative again. So that is really what I did. I remember um, my sister-in-law lived with us for a little bit at the time and she would watch Harper for a couple hours while I could get into my studio at home here and create jewelry. And so I was really just diving back into my creativity, which so then the shop reopened and the rest of 2020 ended up being a really great year. I, you know, again, kind of being smarter about what I was offering at that time, it was like people wanted more like I started offering like puzzles and like 
and like things like that that people were it was just a different time people were buying differently after during the pandemic they were home more and so I wasn't really selling as many much clothing because people weren't going places like there was no concerts there was no you know it really wasn't about that at that time so I was really listening and so really like honing in and listening to my customer what do they really want and need right now so I did offer this whole new section in my shop and I finished this little remodel that I did with adding walls so the rest of 2020 I wrote it out and it ended up being a great rest of the year for my boutique with sales and then the beginning of 2021 we actually got a new roof on the barn. Okay. And that was, it's not a traditional roof. Like, you know, when you get a new roof on your home, you can stay inside your home while they put a new roof on your home. This is being an old building. They literally had to take the old roof off and replace it. So we had to cover everything in our shop. And I totally underestimated what a mess it would be. And funny enough, like, again, I always feel like things happen for a reason. The upstairs, the second floor of the barn is kind of in a big circle. And for some reason, my shop got hit the worst with the debris, the dirt. It was like crazy. I can, oh my gosh. It was just, I walked in there with my little broom and my shop vac when I was going to go clean up my shop after the new roof happened and leaving, you know, Harper at home with Jordan at the time, of course, well, actually Goldie too. I walked in there and I just started, I just burst into tears. I was like, so much clothing got ruined. I couldn't even see my floor. There was so much dirt. It was literally like two inches of dirt. I'm not kidding. And and scrap wood and old nails. And like, I lost it. I called Jordan and thankfully a woman that we bring the girls to sometimes to like basically like a kind of a, a daycare. She was able to watch them that day and Jordan came up to help me. And it took me two full days to clear out my shop. And again, still though, so meant so much merchandise just ruined. And I think that there was something in me that I felt like this, I'm not saying I said, oh, this is a sign, but I think that I was already, again, still like kind of searching for what I wanted needed. And I said, honestly, that just, it just like, there was something in me where I'm like, I need to downsize even more. I do. I I, I don't want to be up here anymore. I, I think I'll just have my little shop downstairs. And literally keep in mind this little shop quote unquote, it's like a corner. It's like literally maybe 50, 60 square feet. I mean, it's very small. And so I made the decision and I called the manager and I think everyone was pretty shocked by that because I was, you know, I feel like I was making good, consistent money there. This is something I wasn't, but also at the time, keep in mind, I was, I had to work because of the size of my shop. I was up to working eight days a month and I was outsourcing those because, and paying someone to do that. So including like when I was looking at all my numbers and again, just kind of like what I wanted this shop to be, I was like, I just, I don't know. Oh, it was really like a gut decision. I'm, and I think most people, even my husband, were surprised by this decision. I don't want the shop anymore. So I, I made the decision. I found someone to take the spot. And I literally, just starting in April of 2021, I was just in this small location downstairs. So I cut down, down my days of working. I no longer had to pay an employee. I only had two days a month to work. Like, you know, and then I really dove into creating. I just went balls to the wall. <laughs> with creating, lack of a better term. I got into resin. I got into gemstones, which I was already into gemstones with jewelry, of course. But I was just had all these ideas. Like I just really just started cranking with like, I felt, again, I was still in this phase of motherhood. Goldie was a challenging baby. I felt very alone. This is a time where I was even considering moving back home to Michigan because I just missed people. I wanted community so bad. And I was honestly, to be totally honest, I was so incredibly lonely. I didn't really have any friends here that had children that I saw regularly. My husband was working a lot. Which, of course, looking back, thank God he did because I took this big hit with my business and it totally changed. And I wasn't bringing in the money I was, and things were, I was just totally flipping everything upside down. I got into dried florals. I bought a ton of dried florals. I started making bouquets. I started making, I, I got 
clay. I started making little clay signs with dried florals. I was making wreaths. I was, again, I got into resin because that really interested me. I, I kind of dipped into polymer clay, which really didn't actually like pan out as much as I wanted it to. But resin, I started making these jewelry boxes. They have like stamped quotes on the top because I've always stamped and engraved jewelry. So I started making these stamped quote jewelry boxes with gems on top and staining, getting these boxes from Hobby Lobby and staining them and, and having those in my shop. I made, started making gemstone hangings, gemstone garlands, um, sun catchers. I just went crazy. 2021. And I really actually hung down where my Love Harper Instagram, I kind of, I actually stopped being on social media. It was mid, like the spring, also around the time I downsized until the early 2022. I just, I just couldn't do it. I, I would go on there every now and then to see what other people were doing, but I had no interest in, in posting. I feel like I had nothing to say. I was just like spent. I just didn't know. I felt like I was in this spot where I'm like, I just want to go inward. I want to create. I want to kind of just be, and I don't want to make promises to people, you know, and say like, this is my plan. I don't want people to ask questions. I just want to like make things, put it in my little shop and just see where this goes. And that led me to the early 2022 when I was like, okay, I am going to go, I, I'm loving creating. Maybe again, I'm going to dive into having my website. Maybe I'll wholesale my jewelry. And I went through this whole process of taking a ton of photos, having a photographer do all this product photography of all these things I was making. Also got into making photo ledges. I had this idea where, you know, I had like a two by four, basically a little slit in there for a photo. And then there was a part with like a hole for like a planter and had a little plant. So it was like a planter slash photo frame or like a photo ledge. I thought they were amazing. I got a Cricut machine. I was doing um, making stencils so I could put different quotes and words on the front of these photo ledges. I mean, literally, I was I went crazy for a good year, year and a half, just creating and thinking all these different things and spending a lot of money and time developing products that honestly I would have them in my shop, but they never really went too far. <laughs> so 2022, I decided to okay, this is the year I'm going to put everything on the website. I'm going to be on Etsy again. So I did that. And honestly, I would get sales here and there. I was even doing, oh my gosh, I keep thinking of new things I kept I was doing with resin. I was making crushed gemstone headbands. I was making bobby pins with crushed head um, gemstones. I was creating, creating, creating. And so I did launch this website. I remember it was right around my birthday in May of 2022. And it wasn't a big of a launch as we always, gosh, like you always want it to be, right? <laughs> like there were sales here and there. I would get sales on Etsy, but I also felt like I had so many random things on there that it was hard for me. And I realized I'm the type of person, like, I don't want people to tell me what to create. I want to create what I want to create. So then I just, that was a whole learning process of being like really stepping into what this is going to look like. Like I love creating these things, but do I want to create them on demand? No. Do I want to create one of a kind things and sell what I, yes. Like, you know what I mean? Especially when it's more of a process, like with the jewelry type of jewelry I was making was more intricate. You know, it was, it was shaping wire and hammering and wire wrapping. And, and there was a lot involved in creating these resin designs of taking all this product out and making one, one resin jewelry box or gemstone jewelry box. Like it was a lot of work and effort. And I didn't have this huge studio where everything was set up for me. I had to like take up all this stuff from upstairs and, you know, from the basement and, and set it up on my live in my, in my kitchen counter. And, and it was just like a whole process, right? So in the end too, it's like, I realize I'm not enjoying this. I don't enjoy this. Like I don't, I love making what I want to make when I want to make it. And so then that led to another idea of having my backyard shed. Because again, this is a time where I'm really craving community. I really just 
want, and any time that I had ideas of like having a boutique, because there was a time too where I was looking with my friend and we were going to open a brick and mortar together. And this is also like maybe in 2019 and nothing ever panned out. And again, looking back, so grateful because I don't know where I would be if we had opened a brick and mortar in 2019, knowing another baby for me was around the corner and a pandemic and all the things. But one of the things we want to do is have events. Like we really want it to be like a community, not just a shop. So anyway, that was my idea with the back, the, the backyard boutique is what I called it. So we had a shed we didn't even use in our backyard and it was just, so we renovated him. Of course, my husband helped me as he does in every aspect of my business. So we start, he started knocking down the stuff inside. I totally gutted it. I painted every square inch of it. I even put dry wall on the ceiling. We, you know, I painted that. I put a beautiful light fixture in there, put all the shelving, all the racks and created this little shed to be a backyard boutique. And so my original idea was like, okay, I'll have these backyard boutique events. Maybe I can even have a book club in here. Like the sky's the limit. Like I, I would love this community type feel, right? So my first event was in October and Right around that time, that's when I started thinking about permanent jewelry. I started seeing come on the scene and like for me and, you know, in the summer of 2022. And it was really interesting to me. I was like, what is this? And at the time, I was actually like wanting to get back into metal smithing. I have I here and there dabbled. I just never connected with it. I wanted to love it. And I just, it didn't come natural to me. And I never, I, every time I would learn it, I would just not want to continue. I just be, God, this is not my thing. But I always go back to it, wanting wanting it to be my thing. So remember in that summer, I had a friend come over and kind of like basically reteach me metalsmithing. And so I bought all these things for it. And I was actually started, I started asking her about permanent jewelry because at first I'm like, is this soldering? Like, what is he, what, how are they doing it? You know, how can they solder on someone? And realizing it's welding, right? So fast forward, learning all this throughout the summer of 2022, like how it's done, you know, kind of doing my own research. And then I like, again, opened the boutique had a first event in October. It was super fun. It was great. I'd say like 15 to 20 women came, like nothing huge, but it was like enough for me to have my first event. And, but then shortly after, that's when I was like, yep, I'm doing this permanent jewelry thing. It just feels right. And honestly, I was so nervous to tell my husband because as you can tell just from my story, and if you're listening long enough, you know, just again, there it's all in the same niche, you could say, of boutique and creating and jewelry. But really it was like, it's been a very interesting journey of me trying to figure out where I I feel the most fulfilled in what feels like me and within within this boutique and entrepreneurship journey. I and combining all these aspects that I know I want, these this connection, always wanting jewelry to mean more than it than just a pretty piece of jewelry was always something I struggled with and wanting and that's why I started stamping and engraving jewelry, putting meaningful words and and your children's names and things like that. And you know, the meanings of gemstones have always interested me. So I then I bought the welding machines and I was telling my friends. Friend Ashley, who is coming up on a podcast episode, my first quote unquote Goldie girl. So when I I told her and we reconnected, we had met in Vegas and we became good friends. And she now lives in Missouri. And, you know, obviously I'm in Colorado. And we would chat here and there. And we had two girls around the same time, you know, around the same age. I told her about this idea of permanent joy. She's like, oh my God, that's so funny you say that. I've been looking into it too. I think it's so interesting. And she's always dabbled in wanting to do something on like maybe a side hustle or something also like her own business. So I shared with her how I would love to franchise it. I said, I really think like from the beginning, it'd be really cool to like set this up for other women because I have so much experience dealing with 14 karat gold fill, doing exactly pretty much what permanent jewelry is without the welding. I've been making jewelry for so long. And honestly, I feel like at that point, of course, as I've learned so many lessons from having a business knowing zero, I she's like, honestly, I, I will do it. 
I'll be your first girl. I'm like, really? So I got the machine. I'm not kidding. In October, I went out to quote unquote train her the first week of this, or sorry, November. And honestly, I didn't even really know what I was doing. Like, and here I am training her. But I think that I just already, I wasn't that scared, honestly. I mean, I had literally just whipped out this welding machine, practiced on my husband. I remember that first bracelet I did on him and it was like such a high. I'm like, oh my God, we did it, you know? Um, and But keep in mind, my husband's a welder. So he was able to teach me about welding though. So that was actually definitely a big benefit because I actually did not go on YouTube and look up too many videos. I kind of just, you know, read what Sunstone sent. I watched a couple of videos from Sunstone, my husband's expertise, and then I went at it. So I went to Ashley's in Missouri and we walked into boutiques and, you know, spoke with them. And I, I already had this like, again, innate confidence because I had already been in business and to talk to these boutique owners. And um, we made, I made a piece of jewelry for them. I handed them, you know, also with some information, how to contact Ashley. She booked her first pop-up by us doing that. And then we had a party with just inviting her friends and family. And trust me, not every piece was welded at the end of that party because I was so new at it myself and almost like overly confident, but we just were having a rough time. And I could tell Ashley was so spent and so like drained by the end of that night because it was just harder maybe than we thought, right? So we kind of went on this journey together. I think November is when we really started practicing and sharing how we were, what was working with us. We were looking at more videos. We were just educating ourselves. And just really when it came down to it, I knew the basics, but it was like really just practicing because honestly going into training her again, I had only done it for maybe like, I had only really well did maybe three jump rings before I went out there to train her. So really it's just practice, 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 right? And, but really it just, it took off. I already obviously had this connection of being inside the barn with my shops and having this connection with other business owners, I have to say. But I I went right into, you know, doing pop-ups and my first pop-up was Black Friday and just really having things in place that I knew was important that I didn't have in place and took a while to figure out when I was actually, you know, had Love Harper. So I kind of established these things from the beginning that I knew were very important. Social media manager, having a photographer have great photos and video, you know, connecting with my customer, how to keep in contact with them, creating a website, having an email newsletter. Like I knew all these things in the beginning that were so important. And then really my second Goldie Girl happened really organically as well. I, I actually knew her as a childhood friend and that was a neighbor. And she approached me. I actually went to Michigan. I took my welder with me in March of last year, 2023. I did a fundraiser and she was there. It actually was for her sister's son. And she expressed to me how she wanted to start. And I explained to her how Goldie Links work. And she was like, heck yeah. So I went out there and I flew out to Pennsylvania and I trained her in April. And I did train other people on the side just who didn't want to be part of Goldie Links, but they just wanted to learn welding, which I did. And um, But then I went my Madison, who again is going to be on a podcast interview coming up here shortly. And she is my third Goldie Girl. I just started in like December of 2023 and she's been just killing it. And I feel like every Goldie Girl, I've learned so many valuable lessons and really taking it to the next level with having a, a training and a system in place and um, and just sky's the limit when it comes to Goldie Links. I really love the community that we're creating and really just not focusing on it just being this huge, honestly, when I picture Goldie Links and having you know the franchise of Goldie Girls, I'm not focusing on the size, I'm focusing on the quality. And I wanted to serve these women and really put my all into helping them build strong businesses with the right mindset and a positive experience and just talking them through these things that I know that I experience and the highs and lows of entrepreneurship and like really just being a constant support for them really fills my cup. Hey there, did you know that I offer a permanent jewelry membership? It's everything you need in order to scale and elevate your permanent jewelry business. Marketing scripts, Canva templates, photo, video, 
supplier list, support, business expert masterclasses, bonus trainings, constant discount on Goldie Link's permanent jewelry supplies, and trust me, there's even more. It is updated monthly and it costs less per month than what your customer pays for one permanent bracelet. I hope to see you in there. If you're interested and want to find out more information, go to GoldieLinkSociety.com. And now back to the show. Like I realize that permanent jewelry for me is a culmination of all these things I feel like I've been searching for when it comes to connection, jewelry, because I'm obsessed with jewelry, gemstones, again, having the non-permanent handmade line that complements permanent jewelry, really and incorporating, again, that customized, personalized with gemstones and words and quotes, which I love. Like I'm such I'm such a lover of that and I'm a believer in the power of words. Um, so I'm, I'm incorporating all these things into one business and nothing has lit me up more. And just helping women and having this strong community and you know selfishly something I have really searched for and I would have given anything for to have in the beginning of my journey and I, I failed to mention this so backtracking I joined my first mastermind in 2018 and obviously I feel like that's also what led into the the discoveries I had when I decided to downsize when I did and all these things right because 2018 I joined it in January 2018 and that's literally like, again, the year I had Harper. And um, that was the year I, I added that fourth location. But it was after that, here I started downsizing, like 2019 downsizing too. And again, having my daughter and like, but not only was it that having my daughter that led to all these, it was this mastermind. It was Jenna Kutcher's mastermind. It was more than I could afford. <laughs> But I just, again, it was a gut thing. And I knew that I wanted to be in that room. I wanted to be in the, that room with all these women that I knew, knew way more than me and was at a different level of just mindset and everything when it came to business. I When I joined Jenna's mastermind, I'll say this a million times, I felt like the dumbest person in the room. And I was. And that's okay. I look back and I'm like, thank God I was. And that thank God I took that leap. And that I, because it's not what happened during that year. It's what's happened since that year. I mean, that has set the tone for so many things and planted seeds of so many things that have grown since then. And here we are, how many years down the road, you know, that's what, five years ago. I truly believe that I wouldn't be where I was if I didn't make those leaps and join things like that. And that's probably what set me off into being going to conferences and retreats. And I mean, I have been to countless things since Jenna's. And prior to Jenna in 2017, I joined a local networking group that was also really just really great. And it kind of opened my eyes. And because you can read a book and you can, there's a million courses out there. I've also taken a million online courses, business courses, which again, have been a value too, but nothing beats in person. Nothing beats in person. Nothing beats accountability, a mentor a coach, the people you meet inside of a mastermind or going to like an expo or a conference. And like, that's invaluable. That's just, it's, it's priceless. It's priceless. And I will, I will say that all day long because it changed my life. There's no doubt about it. It changed my life. And that's why I feel so compelled to be able to provide that and offer that to other women because truly I can get emotional like talking about it, but it has truly, truly changed my life. I, I, I try to think back if I didn't do that, like if I didn't take that leap and go to that mastermind and I didn't go to a certain conferences I did where I met somebody who really, really, it takes one person 
to change the trajectory of things and just open things up for you. And it might not even be that that second you meet them or, you know, it might be something again that just like it's knowledge. Knowledge is never wasted. You're gaining it and you might you might have you might not be ready for it. You might not be ready for certain things, but it's something that you have in your backpack that you can take out when you need it and if you ever need it, right? It's something that you know and something you've experienced and you know is is available to you, but it might not be right now. And so anyway, so that that's kind of where I am now. <laughs> Developing Goldie Links have just been so amazed by the women that have joined and what we've, been, what we've been able to do in our small group so far. Looking forward to growing it this year with like-minded women that really want to, you know, see the mission. I'm looking forward to serving more people with the other the handmade jewelry line that we have. This podcast is created because I also failed to mention this, but I also had a small podcast, a small, a short-lived podcast in 2020. And it was all about me talking to makers and boutique owners because at the time that's what I was. And I wanted to join those two communities because anytime I would travel or go to other boutiques, I always wanted to see more small business. I was like, there should be local makers in here. Like that's what makes it interesting. I feel like, you know, rather than seeing all these things that like this merchandise, you can just, you know, get sourced from China, (laughs) go to, you know what I mean? All these merchandise lines that again, those are amazing too. I think it's a combination of everything. I mean, I I will never say I don't buy from Amazon. Of course I do. But I think that it's really supporting small business and makers is what I've been very passionate. So again, I had this podcast interviewing those two groups and wanting really the intention to also love talking about business, want to talk about all these things, business mindset, all the things that go into play, these facets of what makes a successful business, but joining these two communities. So it launched the day I had Goldie. And again, being short-lived is because I realized I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. Having Goldie just sent me not expecting. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, but honestly, I just did not have the bandwidth or the time and especially the time of life it was to dedicate to really growing that podcast. So I did, I batched a bunch of interviews, they came out and then it kind of just died and fizzled and it was just there and it never really stayed consistent. So with this podcast, I just know how much I learned from other people and how much value I did just doing the interviews And so I'm like, I know, I know how much value and already these interviews I'm doing, I'm telling you, like I have learned so much already and just connecting with these amazing, amazing business owners and experts out there. I really hope that you take as much value from it as I am because it's just been amazing. And I'm so looking forward to serving this community and serving you and giving you things I kind of wish I would have had, honestly, in the beginning of business, especially this niche down business help. Because when I first opened a boutique, there was no like boutique podcast at the time. There was hardly any product-based business help. It was very service-based business help. And that was just not, I mean, you can apply certain things, but that was just not my business. And so I really, really hope that you love this. And that's my intention with this. And really also like creating Goldie Link Society, this membership where you get, um, you know, you get a monthly guest expert talking about any facet of business, all permanent jewelry related, um, a weekly call talking about goals and talking about any frustrations, a Monday call to set our, uh, set the tone for the week, discounts on my Goldie Link supplies. I'm making connectors. Like I said, I'm making jewelry forever. So it's like, I'm obsessed with gemstones. So I make connectors and I make gemstone chain. I'm starting to make mixed metal chain and the rosary chain and diff- just all different types of chain, <laughs> basically. And so you are able to receive a 10% forever discount for being a member. You can also be a partner with our handmade Goldie Links collection where you earn a commission and you do not have to stock or make it yourself, but you can offer it to your customers and earn 25% 
percent. And you have access to Canva templates because I'm using Canva all the time with permanent jewelry and just things that make it easy for you. This is the things like I hear and I know, again, these are needs that I have and that I had as a business owner, like something where I could turn to like constant support, constant coaching, accountability, you know, somebody, an expert who's speaking specifically to my business, right, that I can learn from and implement into my business. We have caption prompts, like marketing scripts and photography and video that is like beautiful. It's not like this like sleepy stock photos. These are beautiful photos. We do it. We update everything monthly. It's a very um, focused on certain holidays and different just interesting photos you can share. So that way, um, you know, when you have those times, you're like, what do I even talk about? What do I share? And so, you know, kind of really just any help when it comes to social, if you're taking that on 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 your own. And anyway, I hope it is going to be a huge, huge help to your business. And that's my intention with all this is wanting you to succeed. Honestly, I'll leave it there. Like your success is my success. It really, really just fulfills me seeing women kill it in business and just provide for themselves and their family and be fulfilled because I know how much entrepreneurship has served me and I can see and I'm like so, this is, I mean, we all have our whys and that's why I do think it's obviously, you know, very important to hone in on your why. And I know it gets deeper than just providing your family. But trust me, one of my biggest whys, of course, is showing my girls what's what's possible, is taking a dream and knowing you can make your life any way you want. You really can. With the right support and knowledge and passion, I believe you can do anything. And so that is my biggest motivator. And also just seeing that not only my girls, but other women, like I said, other women and seeing what their dreams are and making it happen and just really proving to yourself that you can do whatever you dream of. So thank you for listening. That's me. This is way longer than I thought, but you'll learn that that's how I am. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm very long-winded. I can talk. I like to talk, which is why I have a podcast. So I love chatting with people. I love relationships. I love connection which is what permanent jewelry is all about, right? And it just, it really just lights me up. So if you've listened this far, come say hi to me on Instagram. Follow us at Goldie Link Society on Instagram. I hope you continue to listen. I hope to see you in the society. I hope to see you at PJX. And I'm wishing you all the best. See you. See you soon. Well, how do you feel? I hope you found value in today's episode and you walk away feeling inspired. I would love to hear from you. Let's link up. You can find me on Instagram at Goldie Link Society. You can find out more about our permanent jewelry membership at GoldieLinkSociety.com. Our handmade permanent jewelry supplies of connectors, chain, and more at GoldieLinkSupplies.com. Okay, I will see you next time. Have a golden day.